I walked on dry ground. I'm Greg, and I believe in a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Hi, I'm Greg, and I believe in the hope of a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Welcome to my podcast, I Walked on Dry Ground, where I tell stories and share insights from my recovery from sexual addiction, where God opened up the Red Sea in front of me and I walked on dry ground. In today's episode, I'm going to share a journal entry from month two of my recovery, which was over three years ago, and talk about some interesting thoughts I'm trying to work out in terms of discipline and deep desire. How do those relate? And of course, I will start with a joke. All right, cue the blues music, and let's go ahead and jump in. All right, so here's today's joke. Reaching the end of a job interview, an HR executive asks a young engineer fresh out of a prestigious university, and what starting salary are you looking for? The engineer responds confidently, in the region of 125000 a year, depending on the benefits package. The interviewer replies, well, what would you say to a benefits package including eight weeks of vacation, 14 paid holidays, full medical and dental, paid gym membership, and a company car leased every two years, say, a red Corvette. Eyes wide, the engineer sits up straight and says, Wow! Are you kidding? The interviewer replies flatly, Yeah, but you started it. So if you've listened to my most recent podcast, I've been going through a journal entry or a series of journal entries from month one of recovery. Today we're moving into month two of recovery. So this is eight days after the prior episode's journal entry. And just going through these, I, I'm kind of exploring different topics that are coming up for me in this recovery journey. All these steps I'm taking forward on dry ground that God is putting in front of me. And I'm thankful that I wrote this stuff down because if I didn't, it would be long forgotten. The scripture I want to read that corresponds to today's journal entry is Proverbs 20, 24. A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the journal entry. Here we go. I'm trying to gauge what I want also in terms of deep desires that will drive me to healthy long-term disciplines. I thought James said discipline requires a deep desire, but this breaks down for me quickly. If I want something, but I don't have a deep desire for it, what do I do to be disciplined? Ah, pray for a deep desire to drive my discipline. Okay, prayer requires discipline too. So if I don't have a deep desire to pray, what do I do? This is the end of the road for me and proof that if I want something and I don't have a deep desire for it, there must be another way to achieve discipline. 
Lord, in Jesus' name, thank you for calling me, for sending me to humble, righteous King Jesus, who has given me true life. I don't want to drift away in this valley, but in fact, I hope to get closer to you and lead others closer to you. Would you lead me to a deeper, upbuilding understanding of wants, desires, and discipline? Would you lead me forward, give me the tools, the courage to grab them, and the knowledge to use them all to your glory? So that's my journal entry, and James is my friend, my really good friend who was walking this journey with me. As I read that, I think it's really interesting tying in deep desire to discipline. And I see two very distinct perspectives on this. I see the perspective of discipline is driven by deep desire and the perspective of discipline without deep desire. So I want to kind of explore both of those. So discipline with deep desire, to me, almost seems like no discipline at all. If I have a deep desire for something, that deep desire will drive me to do all of the things that I need to do to achieve and fulfill that desire. Deep desire is such a gift from God and goes back to that Proverbs verse that if God gives me a deep desire for something, my steps are directed by him. And how can I even understand where that desire comes from and the direction of my own way in that respect? And that's one way the Lord will direct my steps. And you probably heard the lawnmower start up. That's frustrating, but I'm going to keep going. So on the other side of it, what about discipline without deep desire? I can pray for deep desire for something I want that requires discipline, but then praying requires discipline. So where does that even start? I wrote that's where that cycle ends for me. It kind of proves logically that deep desire isn't the genesis of discipline. Discipline starts with something else. So what is that? What starts discipline? An idea that I have is truth and love start discipline. So I have a truth in my mind and love is driving me forward. Well, where does that truth come from? Why is it that I've chosen to follow that truth? Say it's a commandment of Jesus or one of the laws of the universe described in Proverbs. Well, why did I choose that one? How can I understand my own way? Man, it's just such, it just becomes such a deep topic. I really don't know where those things start except to say a person's steps are directed by the Lord. And so moving on from that, if my steps are directed by the Lord, what about the steps themselves? And I think this is the big idea of discipline. My steps are my discipline. My steps, led by the Lord, take me by still waters, and they also take me in the shadow of the valley of death. How easy is it to walk near still waters? Oh, it just sounds so nice. And how hard is it to walk in the shadow of the valley of death and not turn back and not stop and bury my head in the ground, which is what I tend to do. Those are all steps forward. Those are all determined by the Lord. Those are all led by the Spirit. What I like to imagine is with the Israelites, it was a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire at night. Those images from God led the Israelites forward, but they still had to walk. I still have to walk. That's how I see discipline, is choosing to walk forward on the steps that the Lord is directing me. When they're easy, that's great. When they're hard, that's hard. 
it's hard for me to keep moving forward. I know that that's my role is to take the steps. That's my choice. I don't have to. I can sit down and play in the dirt or play in the sand or I can even turn back if I want to. And I'm just kind of poking at the freedom that I have in Christ. We have an opportunity to walk forward. And that's the beautiful thing about being led by God is I don't have to know my own steps and my own path. I don't have to figure out how to dry out the ground or get across the Red Sea or or find still waters or make it through the shadow of the valley of death. That's not my job. That's what the Lord is doing in my life. He's leading me. And my job, whether I choose to accept it or not, and I love it when I do, is to walk forward, even if they're small steps. That is something to celebrate. Each step, that is a great thing, whether that's a phone call, which for me, that's one of the hardest things is reaching out, making a phone call. Or maybe for you, it's reading something. Uh, Maybe for somebody else, it's praying, it's journaling. And these are significant things, significant steps forward. And whatever this path is that God has put in your heart, put in your mind, uh, whatever truth that you're pursuing, spurred on by this love that God has for you as his adopted child. Thank you for listening. I just feel God's mercy on me as somebody who's imperfectly walking this journey out. I hope that for you, that you received encouragement or insight, and I hope you identified with some part of this story that originated over three years ago, month two of my recovery. So that's it. Cue the blues music again, and I will talk to you soon.